Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. My name's Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, my co-host, Mr. Christopher Glasson. How you doing? I'm good. You all right? Yeah, week two in the in the new studio. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. We've had some some nice yeah, nice feedback yeah, uh, yeah. regarding the uh, last week's episode. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. Um, I mean, this is the first time that we've we've got a guest in on the big screen. I know it's, and, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. And uh, well, before we introduce the guest, yes. let's just quickly shout out our sponsors. So we are sponsored by the Say What Podcast, which um, if you think this is a very average podcast. Compared to that, this is like premium gold level. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like off menu. Yeah, yeah. Compared this, to this, this literally is. We are a caster and gamble, yeah. and they're more like hinge and bracket. They're like <laughs> it's a it's a really substandard podcast, mm. but they pay us to say that their podcast mm. is good. So go check out the Say What podcast. We're actually guests on it this week, so uh, so go give that a listen. It was it was incredible, and Justin now keeps inviting me over his house. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what that's about. But he's like, come over, come over, crash over, mate. We'll do it all over again. And I feel like now I've got to say yes, because he basically, you know, finances this podcast. Look at you making that your Johnny party and everyone <laughs> wants you around their ass. What's the... Right. Um, who's the other sponsor? Southern Martial Arts, mate. Yes, yes. If you want to... well. Learn self-defense, mm-hmm. obviously. Southern Martial Arts will uh, cater for your needs. A variety mm-hmm. of different um, martial arts does uh, Renshi, Simon, James cover. Um, but also, if you want to change a career, you can go and, under his tutelage, become a double-ard person mm. and teach other people. So he will actually fast-track your career to get to the position where you can actually become a, um, a sensei yourself. Mm. A bit like you, Stu. Yeah, you get an actual certificate that just says you're like... You're an hard bastard. And you can feature in films like Bad Slags and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 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 and, and your hands will become licensed weapons, absolutely. As, as are mine. Already. Absolutely. Well, look, it's, it's interesting that we're, we're, we're talking uh, scrapping and rolling around. Yes. Um, should we introduce today's guest? We're not, we're not about to fight today's guest. No, no, no that would be weird. Um, joining us today, Sakisa, hello. Hello. Hi. How are we both? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You all right? I'm good, thank you. I'm very jealous of your podcast, Julia. Oh, thanks, oh, thank mate. you. It's, <clears throat> we've only just mastered the art of keeping it warm because last week when we was filming, there was just like, there was just... You could see the breath. You could see the breath coming out of us. So it's a bit warmer this week. Absolutely. But yeah, we're, we're chuffed with it. It looks, uh, it's getting there. It looks very professional. 
Oh, thanks, thanks mate. Um, if you know anyone that wants to buy a kidney, let me know because I've literally <laughs> hemorrhaged all my dough getting this place set up. <laughs> <laughs> Maxed out five credit cards. Um, well, look, Sakita, before we get on to um, what you've got coming up uh, and, 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 and your, your wonderful career in comedy, let's find out what you're going to do for your top five. What's, what's your topic today, Sakita? Uh, my top five is top five wrestlers. Right. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Yeah. So before we get any into this, yeah. you've you, you've joined a podcast with that's quite divisive on on wrestling, right? So he loves it. Yeah. I don't get it. Right? Well, mm. I'm fifty, right? So I missed that's it. A, I think that's the no. That, that, that's not an excuse. I no, missed it because you had the era of like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. that wasn't on on terrestrial TV, and none no. of us could afford Sky. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had cable in Basel. Well, like, yeah. We did have like the the TV program that came on. Um, ITV that was wrestling during that Saturday lunchtimes. If we're going to go back old school, well, giant haystacks, haystacks, daddy, yeah. Kendo Nakasaki. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm all over that. Like that was when I was a kid and like, and it was people like you that loved Hogan yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously back when it was WWF into sort of like that, that era, the H- Hogan's and, and that was just incredible. Weirdly. It's the case of my dad, Look like Hulk Hogan. No, no, hundred percent. Honestly, hundred percent look like Hulk Hogan. He did. He wasn't like. Uh, he wasn't as muscular, but he had like like the blonde hair, completely bald hair, handlebar moustache. So like, parents' evening was just quite a funny thing. And my dad, my dad was quite stern. Although he was, he, he like messing about with people. He's, he had a very stern sort of like thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so people often in my school. When I just wanted to get under my skin, because for about the thousandth time, they'd all just in class start, start singing, I am a real American. Especially <laughs> if, they, if my dad walked past or whatnot. But, yeah, that would have been uh, great yeah. when you was a kid. Not now. Not so much now. No, yeah, not yeah. so much now. Yeah, no, no that, that's. I, I wondered if we get onto Hulk, uh, Hulk's there, actually, uh, because, yeah, I might now. And I think because of the wonders of the internet, I think now. Like you can't you can't hide with bullshit <laughs> as much, <laughs> can you? No, you and can't. I think you know. I think like eighties and nineties. If you if you grow grow up with everyone loving you and everyone nodding their heads at you, maybe that you know maybe that distorts your opinion. You know your knowledge of reality and what actually happened. Because I hear I always see these um, videos about like Hulk Hogan's you know stories and how accurate they are. So yeah, not very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, look before we get into. Uh, your love, where your love of wrestling mm. come from to the point that you know we, we will talk about it. Sort of the fact that you've also got a podcast Wrestle about club. your 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 love of wrestling. Who yes. I mean, of your top five, are they in order of like one's your fave? Right. So my number one is my favorite wrestler of all time. The right. rest, because this is such a difficult subject, <laughs> I've kind of. Mixed and blended it, if you want to put okay. it right. I've put it as my top five wrestlers as of today. So that's going to change tomorrow, right? Yeah, it might change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but when you love something, that's what happens, right? We've been doing top fives for six, seven years now. And I, my, my opinions on especially the subjects I love the most, it's just, it's really hard to sort of like try and narrow it down to a five. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we feel your pain, definitely. It's it's so hard because obviously you talk about different generations of wrestling as well. I'm not really Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair kind of era. Mm-hmm. I'm more Attitude Era onwards. Yep. So um, 
the diversity of wrestlers during that period is so broad and the scene changed so much during that period with different companies coming on board, different companies disappearing, different companies coming back. So, you know, and currently in this current climate, um, lots of things are going on and it's very interesting. So very interesting. Oh my God, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's yeah. always lots of kind of, there's a dark side to wrestling, isn't there? And, and obviously we're seeing that at the moment, but, you know, we, 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 we worked with a, a wrestler, didn't we? And, and he yeah. was in, uh, what was the organisation called? The... Uh, 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 I, I used to go and watch a lot of it with Pip, didn't I? Uh, uh, they do the strong style. Um, this is progress, progress, progress. progress. And that, that, that kind of switched me back on, going to watch progress with Pip. Like, I'd never been to see live wrestling. And all of a sudden, I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, like the whole... Because um, obviously, the, the, the UK wrestling industry had their... Was it called Speaking Out? Which was their ver a bit like yeah. their version of Me Too. And a lot of wrestlers sort of like, you know, got sort of like... Disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite... Um, it's very sad. Um, and what we're seeing now... At the moment, it just seems absolutely insane. What the you know the things that are coming out and like it's like yeah, well the industry knew. And for those that aren't interested, I mean it's, it's, it's not shrouded in mystery. No. Is it? It's all over the papers. It's, it's the guy that literally Vince owns McMahon, uh, the, yeah. the, the the biggest organisation, mm. right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he still does. I don't know the full the full skinny on it now. So he is no longer on the. He he left a couple of years ago because previous allegations came out and then he re he forced himself if you want to put it that way he forced himself mm. back onto the board mm. um last year what year we're in 2024 maybe the end beginning of last year and now because of these allegations he's now had to leave again so um it's for me it's not like it's a surprising thing these allegations have come out obviously they're alleged we, we always have to be like how they're alleged allegations yeah. um I'm not trying to get sued by no one, especially the <laughs> alleged. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but it's just a shame that you find that every industry somehow there is a something like this happening. Yeah. Um, and watching the the wrestlers version of Me Too movement um, in 2020, 2021 was obviously difficult because going to watch live wrestling, I go to progress quite a lot. Yeah, and going to watch all those live shows, and I also like am involved now in Eve Wrestling, and which is all female promotion in, in the UK. It's kind of like, is this still happening in this day and age? It's quite a shame. It's quite sad. Yeah. But also, WWE have also got controversy about their WrestleMania situation. So they're kind of they're kind of the talk of the town. And if you're the talk of the town at the moment, you're making money. So. <laughs> Well, we'll take it away from that now. Instead of bringing down your top five straight away with uh, all the allegations, <laughs> what what sparked your love of wrestling? What was it that sort of like made you go fucking? I get it. I love it. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. Um, so when I was about in night, I can't remember how old I was. I was probably I was probably ten, ten or nine. I was at my best uh, my cousin's house, and our other cousin had brought round this wrestling tape of WrestleMania from 1999. And at this point, I had only ever seen wrestling in the background of my granny's and my granny's house on TV, yeah. um, from ITV and that stuff like that. So he put on this tape of WrestleMania and we were all like just doing our thing in the background of this wrestling show being played. Some of us were paying attention. I wasn't really paying attention until 
the Undertaker versus Big Boss Man Hell in the Cell match, um, wow. where at the end of this match, the Undertaker hung the Big Boss Man from the cell. Wow. <laughs> that was the match that got me hooked. And I was like, you were like I mean, <laughs> and when you're 10 years old and that is the match that gets you hooked, you're kind of like, I feel like there's a problem with Sakisa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan for life after seeing, yeah, Big Boss Man getting lynched. Yeah, and it's actually the worst Hell in the Cell match ever. Um, <laughs> it's like one of the top five worst ones ever. Um, and that's the match that got me hooked. And then Channel 4 bought the rights to WWE and therefore in 2000, they started showing pay-per-views. Um, and one of my favorite matches ever comes from the first ever proper pay-per-view that I stayed up and watched as an 11 year old kid, which is the street fight between Mick Foley, AKA oh. Cactus Jack and Triple H. It is my favorite Incredible. match ever. Um, so watching it live as an 11 year old in my house, uh, is, is a, is a, it's something that I reminisce on quite a lot yeah. and I still stay up and watch wrestling depending yeah. on the pay-per-view, but um, <laughs> she's old now. She needs sleep. She needs sleep. <laughs> well, we, we used to stay up to watch like the UFCs. Um, we, I did that religiously for years and now a bit like Stu, it's like, I just, I just, I just can't do it because like if I stay up, then like Sunday, I'm just dead. So I kind of wake up Sunday morning and then I watch it. Yeah. But like back when you were 11, just, I can just imagine the sort of like level of excitement that you're up late anyway. It Absolutely. all feels a little bit like <clears throat> naughty, yeah. but. Yeah, you, I am kind of <clears throat> happy that they've moved the pay-per-views for um, WWE to Saturday. Um, yeah. It is a good thing because. I've just finished work. So Friday, Saturday as a comedian is probably your busiest day. So I would have just like finished work, go to a pub with a friend or sports bar or hang out at someone's house or my own house and watch a pay-per-view. You could just stay up till four o'clock and it feels yeah. like it's a party. Yeah. On a Sunday, it was a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Well, Sakisa, what's your number five? Let's get this, let's get the, uh, the countdown started. Okay, so again, these, these four are not in order. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the way I've done this is I've given myself the first two ones I'm going to give you are my upcomers of the year, if you want to put it that way, my top amazing. five currently. So number five, we're going to go with Will Ospreay. Oh, amazing. He's, he, he's, he used to live on, uh, well, I won't say where he lived. He, he lived down the corner to me. <laughs> accidentally uh, docks him. I very nearly bought his car. Really? <laughs> I, went, I went to buy a car and, uh, and, and a fellow went, yeah, so someone just bought this one in yesterday. You interested? I was like, oh, that's nice. He went, yeah, yeah. He was a wrestler. And like, and as he traveled, I thought, that's Will Ospreay, isn't it? Of course it yeah. is. Like, yeah. Right, tell us about Will. Yeah. He's, he's an amazing talent. And I'm so happy that how he has accomplished what he has accomplished, especially in the last couple of years. But he's also stayed rooted with his UK, like, ground, like, oh, like, his home is, like, here you feel that I'm kind of gutted because next week is um, Rev Pro's big show and he will be appearing against Michael Oku like, for the championship for Rev Pro. And it's probably the last time you're going to see Will Ospreay in the UK for a very long time. And I'm missing this show because it's the oh. first day of my tour. So I'm very upset. There's probably a time. But to see him live is a blessing. I've seen him live quite a few times. To see him appear in AEW and New Japan and see what he's done across the pond is 
ex- exquisite. He is, and you're going to see his, everyone's going to be talking about him in, in a few years' time. He is an exquisite talent. The things he does in the ring, his moves, his speed, it's just the next level. He's the new Diane Bryan, Bryanson, um, Daniel Bryanson, sorry. He's the new, like, Chris Jericho. People are going to be talking about him for, new, for years to come. The reason he sold his car was because he was moving abroad. He didn't yeah. need it. That was why. I remember that. What, um, I, like you say about his skills in the ring, I mean, like... I remember going, I think it was probably the electric ballroom that I, that I saw him in and just his, like, his aerial dynamics, like what he was doing off the off the ropes was just insane. Because I think it's one thing to see on TV and there's yeah. another thing, when you see it live, you're like, how does someone move through the air and do that? I recently actually saw a wrestling move that he did um, and it kind of someone jumped off the top rope, he jumped up with him and then f- flipped him in the air, yeah. the other guy. And yeah, I was like, how do you come about doing that? And the, the danger involved in like learning those sort of techniques must be, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people will assume that or do assume that wrestling is fake. But when you actually do, I've done wrestling training, I'm fully aware that the things that people do in this ring is crazy. Yeah. It's skills, it's athleticism, I can't even say words, <laughs> athleticism. It's a wrong word, but fuck it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we know where you go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is is beyond anything that's happening, and he's only he's still quite young for his what he's achieved in his life. And it's true when you see it in the ring itself. I've converted people by taking them to wrestling shows, mm. and they now regularly come to progress with us, even though they don't watch wrestling on a regular basis the way that we do. Um, they will come to watch progress because seeing it live is a complete different kettle of fish yeah yeah absolutely uh, we, we uh, so i met him briefly before i knew anything about him we like we, we bumped into him before the show and he was just such a nice unassuming dude just wearing a little hoodie and uh me mate was like oh this is will i was like, oh hey mate yeah good luck tonight and all and all those sort of things and then uh, and then he came out he obviously takes off his hoodie he's like bodied up and i'm like holy shit <laughs> and then he's just flying around the ring like he obviously he's, he's named osprey <laughs> he lives by that name um it's great I'm, I'm so glad you've you've put him in your top five and as you say like how nice to see um someone go that far with their dreams and and hard work there's no like there's yeah. a real dedication with will isn't there to what he's doing so yeah yeah amazing. when he turned when i think you kind of felt the success and the future potential for what he could do from AEW's pay-per-view from wembley last year mm-hmm. when he appeared on there if you haven't watched it go and watch it just because of the emotion that comes out of that crowd for him you can feel it. Love it. Number four. Let's do it. Okay, number four. Um, again, it's still in my upcomers list. We're going to get into proper stuff in a minute. Anyway, Rhea Ripley. I, lo- I love how much you're, 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 you're really... This is taking me time. Stressed, stressed, stressed <laughs> you out this, hasn't yeah, you? Yeah, you yeah, keep yeah. underlining the fact that it's not your all time. Yeah. This yeah. is just today. Like... And here's my caveat to this one. <laughs> yeah. Because there's yeah. different ca- categories. Yeah. I could go, we could do this podcast all day. Okay. Um, Rhea Ripley. That's Rhea. a great name. Yeah, amazing. Rhea Ripley, Mammy. Oh my God. <laughs> what a transformation that this woman has had over the last couple of years. When she joined Judgment Day 
in 2021. No, 2022, sorry. Um, I kind of was like, I don't think this is going to work. Um, oh, my God, has it worked? Uh, this is great. Um, the she's, she's obviously Australian, but she has a level of relate, uh, being relatable. She's obviously a fan favorite, despite being in this hill staple at this moment in time. Mm. But what she can do in this ring is amazing. People used to call her the um, new version of Charlotte Flair, which I felt was so unfair right. on her. Because when you get compared to another wrestler, especially another wrestler who is well-known, yeah. who's well-talented, who's well-technical, you have this, like, can I beat this? Can I meet this kind of level? Yeah. Mammy's gone on her own level. <laughs> and I'm so excited because she's currently the champion. I want her to keep this championship on Raw for a very long time. Uh, she's going to be more or less, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be very disappointed in the WWE. But she should be headlining the pay-per-view that's happening next in Australia, because I think it's the first time they've gone to Australia in a very last, very long time. It's Elimination Chamber. And she should headline this pay-per-view. If she doesn't, I don't know what WWE is thinking. Uh, <laughs> just sounds like a home welcome. She should be the person that she's facing, and it will be a great way to end that pay-per-view. She's also attractive as fuck. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, you mentioned that you you've done some wrestling training. Yeah, like tell us a little bit about that. Do you like? Do you, do you fancy having a go? I've never wanted to be a wrestler. That's not ever something I ever thought I could do. I've always thought I was a better manager. If anything, I can I can get involved in matches. I can probably cut some really good promos. Um, however, in order to be able to do those things, you have to learn how to like do take bumps at least. Okay. And I did it when I was younger, very much younger than this. And I did, I did it for a few weeks. Then realized it maybe it wasn't for me to train in. And then my new year's resolution for this year was to do it again. And Oh my God, my body's like, why have we done this to our life? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first, first week of training, I have Basic, I bruised my leg so bad that it was all black on one leg. Oh, uh, completely it's, black. Does it hurt one. more when you're doing it or the next day? When, when, when do you feel it most? The next day. <laughs> the next day, definitely. It, it's it's a different. Like I said, people think it's fake, but there's a level of put or what you put you put your body through yeah. that people don't seem to understand. No. The things that people do in the ring, outside of the ring, throwing yourself up to top ropes is dangerous. And yeah. if you don't do it properly, you are going to get yourself severely injured. Um, and my body was like, why are we doing this to our life? <laughs> you do too many things in your life. As I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It is. Don't do this one. <laughs> I think um, it's, it's, it's then going and performing with those injuries as well. It's not like wrestlers, like they, they take it. I mean, like professional fighters, you, you, you take an injury and then sometimes just be like, oh, okay, that's it for, for a while. Especially wrestlers, that they, they just keep pushing on. Uh, I think it was um, that for, for me, like that, that was my opinion. I, I was just like, it was all staged and, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not really seeing what the, you know, and then I saw the wrestler. Mm. And then when I saw that, that kind of, that story and, and, and seeing what Mickey Rourke was, was doing and the sacrifice mm. and the, the injuries that were relentless. And, yeah, yeah. and obviously when you're fighting at the, the, the higher levels of it, maybe the matches are fewer and far between, but a lot of these jobbing wrestlers, they're fighting constantly. Yeah. All the time. And you, and, and you just think the toll that must <clears throat> take on your body mm. must be relentless. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, people think it is, for example, with WWE, that it's Raw, SmackDown, and then the pay-per-view, so they will only wrestle, like, maybe once a week. No, there's home shows in between. There's, like, WWE live shows that are not televised that they have to do. And Seth Rollins, who is uh, the World Heavyweight Champion on Raw currently, he's injured, and he's still been... He's been injured for about three, four months, and he's still working through these injuries. People... Oh. The things that people do to their body for the sacrifice of entertainment. But you could tell that they love it. When you actually mm. speak to a wrestler, you can see that they really embrace, they really enjoy the craft of wrestling. And that's what I really love. With, with the, the, the wrestling shows, because in, in the States, wrestling's, you know, everybody wrestles at college and, you know, it's you know, that kind of sort of more Roman Greco style uh, wrestling does and that sort of Olympic style is it does that interest you or, or is it the kind of the whole sort of show and pantomime that's around you know the the, the wrestling that, that, that you watch that attracts you to it I think for me because like I said I started watching it in the Attitude Era and the Attitude Era was very different especially when it came to females there was mm. not really many female wrestle, like yeah. wrestlers that was on the show compared to there is now mm. the evolution of female wrestling has has been so impactful on the industry in general yeah. to the point that where there's now an all female women's promotion as I mentioned earlier which is Eve in the UK but to have the difference in the attitude era was there was it was more gimmicks, more storylines, more fun, if you want to put it that way. More let's beat each other with chairs, let's get into a steel cage match every day kind of vibes. <laughs> Where now wrestling has evolved, it's grown to the technical wrestlers, the strong style wrestlers, yeah. the high flyers, the entertainment wrestlers, like our truth currently. <laughs> is the best thing that's happening on Raw at the moment. R-Truth is a comedian wrestler. He's he's great at what he does. He has perfect timings with his jokes. And he doesn't even have to wrestle. And that's the funny thing. Yeah. But for me, it's the whole the whole show itself 
if there was just like a mat, a show where it was just like technical wrestlers or high flyers, I wouldn't be interested. It's about the drama of yep. the show, the storylines, how people, the switches, the changes, the surprises, the costumes, the entrances. I got into rock music mainly because of wrestling, because yeah. the entrances were epic. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. so it's it's everything that combines wrestling that makes it entertainment. And I do call it sports entertainment for a reason. I think okay. my friend, I think my friends who have loved it for, for since since the nineties, uh, it is like a it is a combination, and they do love the n- narratives and the people turning you know going turning heel from babyface and yeah. whatnot, and even like just seeing the narratives when you're at a live show and seeing how a story is told in each match is just something that I think when. You, you, you know, people first start showing you wrestling, you're just like, they're, they're getting thrown about in a ring. You might get drawn in because of that, but then yeah. actually you start seeing that they're constantly, it's like it's theatrics. It's constantly yeah. telling, telling a story. And I think the comedy in it can be just, just genius. It's so funny how the fights pan out yeah. um, and how they can get into some really stupid and creative ways of um, the back and forth in the, in, in the match It's yeah, it's great. Um, about, can you tell me a bit more about Rhea? Because I don't, I don't know a lot about Rhea Ripley. Um, as I, like the last few years, I haven't watched uh, a great deal of it. Um, so, did you say she, she's, she's American, Australian? No, she's oh, Australian. She's Australian. Sorry, but she wrestles for WWE. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She started out um, a few years ago. She had a very slightly different look, um, longer hair when she started. And then when she got upgraded into the WWE program, um, the performance center, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, she obviously you have to evolve a character. You have to create a character. And it kind of, she created this like punk, hardcore, like woman, powerful, like boss bitch character, like leather jackets, which had like studs on it. She kind of cut her hair um, and it was all black. And then she was entered into um, like a progressive, like female competition to see like who was going to be the next up and coming mm-hmm. wrestler within WWE. And then she got placed on NXT, which is what we call their development program mm-hmm. show. Even though it's televised, it is up and coming wrestlers who are just honing their craft, honing their mic skills, um, being able to understand how TV works before they get promoted to Raw or SmackDown. And she debuted in the Royal Rumble uh, a couple years ago, 2020, I believe, and then officially got promoted to Raw 2022, I believe. Um, after winning NXT Women's Championship. And since she joined, as I mentioned earlier, the Judgment Day, which I kind of, we all kind of was like, this is an interesting choice, has been badass. Um, She more or less has been running Raw. She's in a staple, uh, so a a group called the Judgment Day, which features um, Dominic Mysterio, which is Rey Mysterio's son, who also has developed into his own man, which I'm so happy about. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, who currently holds the Money in the Bank briefcase, um, and JD McDonough, who is there. And, <laughs> and she is not considered the leader, but everyone knows she's the leader. Yeah. We, uh, she's got this nickname, Mammy, and she is 
Hot. Amazing. Hot, 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 hot. <clears throat> Ripley's uh, my favourite action hero of all time from Aliens. So she's, yeah, I'm already a fan of her. Um, well, amazing. Number yeah, three. It's, it's great. It. It's, I would love to see... Did I see it alive? Because we went to see Money in the Bank last year and I can't remember if I did see it alive. I think I did. Yes, but she's great. She's absolutely great. Um, so many wrestling shows. Love it. What's your number three? Okay, number three. Again, it's not all time, but I've decided <laughs> to put this, I'm going to say collective in because yeah. this is me kind of cheating. Right, it's your mm. top five. The New Day. The New Day are a collective featuring Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston and Big E. Um, they formed, uh, I'm going to say, what year we're in? 2024. Um, they've been together for about 10 years now. And they started this collective, they're all black. And they started this collective. Initially, it was about, they kind of built it like they were like preachers in church. There was this whole <laughs> vineyard that was going around with them, like in church and gospel singers behind them. And it was all about positivity. And initially when they came out, people didn't like it. They were booing them. Since they've kind of, and it took them a couple of months to like freely fall into this character. But, oh my God, they are now, you talk about the new day in wrestling everyone loves them and they have one everyone has loved them for about nine ten years they're one of the best tag team even though they're free the three of them they're one of the best tag team wrestlers on in the show in the company yeah. in the wrestling universe yeah, yeah. kofi kingston had his own moment which was kofi mania a few years ago against uh daniel bryan uh where he actually won he had there was this Sometimes WWE has its own version of what they want to do with storylines. Then the fans go, we don't like that. Nah. <laughs> we don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so then they start doing certain things where WWE have been like, oh, damn them. We have to change our plans. And this is exactly what happened. Kofi Mania kicked off and where people yeah. were chanting for Kofi. And there was this gauntlet match about whether he's actually going to get into WrestleMania. He actually got into WrestleMania, won WrestleMania, uh, winning the championship. Since then, since he's lost it, I'm not going to talk about how it's not really gone well for him. Yeah. But the point for me is that how these are free black wrestlers within this company who've made a name for themselves, who do amazing, funny promos, who do things like throwing pancakes into the audience, who, <laughs> who have, who have been on, who have dressed up in colorful outfits because as a black woman, sometimes we're seen to be aggressive angry and they didn't come out wearing dark colors they mm -hmm. came out wearing bright colors yeah. they came out with this positivity to them they came out wanting to have fun and big e who was unfortunately injured he injured his neck um a year and a half ago and he's had to have spinal uh, in, uh operation on it and i don't know if he's ever going to come back to the ring which would be such a shame no because those three together are so magnetic have it's, they continued without Big E? Yeah, they have continued yeah, without yeah. Big E. Um, as a tag team, because with the tag team championships, it was at one point 
different people within the collective having the belts mm-hmm. or they used to at one point there was all three of them and they just used to like change whoever went into the ring so yeah. that was fun but currently yeah they're currently just kofi and xavier our tag team and they have done individual runs as well there was one point where they were split up and everyone was like why would you do that why would you split up the new day why why would you do that that is stupid uh, <laughs> uh, where Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi was on SmackDown and Big E was on Raw. And it was that they were pushing Big E to have the belt, the main title belt. And he did eventually get it after winning Money in the Bank. But it didn't, the run didn't go as well as people wanted. Right. But to be honest, people's first runs as champion never go well. It's always their second, their third runs. That's always the better ones. But since he's been injured, they have continued as a tag team. And it's just their energy. It's about the positivity, but also their epic wrestlers. Kofi is notoriously known for entering the Rumble and doing some crazy maneuvers <laughs> for him not to be able to be eliminated in the Raw Rumble match. The Raw Rumble match is where you get thrown over the top rope. Yeah. Um, and if you hit the floor with both your feet, then you're automatically you're eliminated. What sort of maneuvers has he done then that, that you sort of like stand out to you? From so Kofi? like he's ended up being thrown onto the commentary table. So he's not both feet have hit the floor and he's managed to <laughs> land on a chair. So he's gone from the commentary table, climbed onto a chair and hopped That's the chair genius. over. That's so good. Literally hopped the chair over to the ring and then climbed back into the ring. Oh, he man. has thrown it. He's been thrown out. His, both his feet have landed on the still steps and he's like hang stand himself back into the ring. That's great. Uh, He's great. He's notoriously known for it. He didn't do anything like that this year, which was annoying for everyone. But, you know, he's got some great spots um, into trying to get back into Rumble. When he said New Day, like we were like, you're probably expecting a reaction. Me and Stu were like, it was like showing a dog a card trick. We were like, (laughs) oh no, we don't know these guys. And again, you've already sold Rhea and you've sold New Day. Uh, so well there um, and they've been together ages so they've had that time to sort of develop their sort of like shtick mm. yeah and they've even hosted Wrestlemania when I tell you when I say people hello when people <laughs> when I tell you when you say New Day people light up it's about yeah. positivity yeah. they know they're going to have a great time they're not going to have a great show I just really especially like I said as a black woman watching these three guys having the impact they've had mm. on the industry has been great. Uh, that's that's amazing. Because it can get a little bit like, um, you know, a lot of the wrestlers come out all moody and, and whatnot, and you have that like sort of hardcore punk vibe. But to have like the the, the happy sort of vibes, I know watching Progress, there's certain characters that have come out to um, like uh, Bewitched and stuff like that. And it just put a massive smile on my face. So it's just, it just a completely change of sort of like attitude yeah. and stuff like that. And people um, chant with them, just like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Xavier comes out with a trumpet and you're like, okay, okay. Mm. Love it. Number two. Okay, number two. Okay, I'm going for it. Sorry, mate. This is one of one of the people who is in my top five all-time wrestlers anyway. It's Eddie Guerrero. R.I.P. Yes. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Lying, stealing, cheated. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he comes from a Mexican background. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, generational uh, wrestler, came into the WWE in 2001 um, and has probably one of the biggest impacts as a Mexican wrestler within wrestling. He was such a likable hero. It's such a shame he has passed away too early. And you can feel when he did pass away, the impact it had on the wrestling family in general, the wrestling world. Um, He was charismatic. He had charisma. Him coming out in low riders was just great. Um, He has one of my favorite matches, which is against Rey Mysterio, not in WWE, it was in WCW. But um, I've seen that. Yeah, it's an epic match. It's, It's so good for these two like Latin wrestlers to be Mm -hmm. able to demonstrate what they can do in a ring and a world that was actually dominated by the Hulk Hogan's, the Goldberg's, the Rock's, the Stone Cold Steve Austin was great. And him like coming into WWE, obviously there are some, there were some like backstage problems with drugs, alcohol, family, if you want to put it that way. (laughs) Uh, But him coming out in low riders, having fun, doing some shimmies. His relationship, for example, with China at one point was great. <laughs> um, uh, that was like, that was the original mammy uh, was, Ch- was China, um, yep. who also has passed away. But for me, was a great example of what a female wrestler should be. She wasn't, yep. fe- she wasn't even fighting female wrestlers. She was fighting men. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, Eddie Guerrero teaming up with her and bringing out a softer side to her was lovely to see. Just him being charismatic and charming, throwing roses at her. Mammy mm, was great. <laughs> um, him against Rey Mysterio back in WWE or WWF is what it was called back in the day. Fighting against Dominic Mysterio was great. <laughs> Fighting <laughs> over a child that's not yours. Okay, cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Cool. You, you um, mentioned female wrestlers, and 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 before we get on to your number one, I just want to sort of touch on the sort of crossover because <coughs> I, I, I think the the, the only times I, I kind of keep my on what's going on in, in, in wrestling now is I'm a big UFC fan, and recently oh, right. we've seen. And we talk about female wrestlers. We've we've seen you know the UFC, the first female fighter to ever fight in the UFC, to then go on to be somebody that that was a trailblazer for women's MMA was Ronda Rousey, and and we've now seen Ronda wrestling, uh, and I think she well, she doesn't compete in mixed martial arts anymore. There was rumours uh, of uh, that she might uh, reappear on UFC three hundred, but I don't think that's that's going to happen. But but she seeing her move into 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 wrestling, yeah. yeah. And we've also seen um, you mentioned Mexican uh, wrestlers. There we've seen uh, Cain Velasquez um, move from uh, the UFC. And interestingly, to, to flip it back as well, obviously we saw Brock Lesnar go yeah. from wrestling to the UFC and become a UFC champ. Uh, and and so does does either these kind of things that sort of flip. Between and um, people moving from sort of discipline to discipline, does that ever kind of, sort of draw your eyes over to, to, to the UFC? Is that something that interests you? I watch UFC occasionally. Um, it's not as obviously as uh, regular as WWE mm. wrestling, if you want to put it away. Because it's not, it's not, it's not, I talk about WWE quite a lot 
but there is AEW, there's TNA, there's Progress Wrestling, there's Eve Wrestling. I watch wrestling probably like five, six times a week. It's quite obsessive. Um, I woke up this morning, watched wrestling. I was like, oh, I've got to do a podcast now. Okay, fine. This will be fun now. Let's be talking about wrestling. <laughs> but um, when Ronda like, switched over, for me, I was... When sometimes when you see someone come from a quite a technical, brutal mm. world, UFC is proper real. It's proper mm. sport. And mm. they come into WWE... It's whether they can hone their skills and their craft into the WWE wrestling world. Brock Lesnar is probably different because he went from backward that yeah. backwards with it because yeah. he did come from a sports wrestling background in university into WWE to then go into USC to then come back to WWE. Uh, but Ronda was interesting, and she no longer Ronda's no longer with the company as we to as we talk on this podcast and i'm not gonna lie i'm not mad at it yeah because i feel like towards the last year or so couple years she's not her she's not been in it like she's not been and i feel the fans felt she's not been in it because it's a very different skill yeah and she did come out and try and put wrestling on blast which the fans did not like to be like, of course, I'm <laughs> fine. Like wrestling's fake. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, okay, we don't need to be put in wrestling. Man, on that's crazy. That's crazy. It's um, I used to listen to a lot of the martial arts uh, guys who 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 do film like Jackie Chaney. The the different they would say like the difference in real life fighting and and doing it on film is that you know your kicks swing wider. Because it's it's about how it's perceived on camera, yeah. And so you have to do it in a in a way that maybe, as you were saying earlier, Keith, so like the, the brutality or the technicality of Rowdy, um, Ronda doesn't necessarily mean that's going to transfer to being uh, an exciting wrestler for fans, right? To see like the dynamic dynamics. Oh, I can't say the word dynamicism. There we go. Yeah, we've all um, got probably the words this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. Um, yeah, it, you need that, and you need to be able to sell that to a crowd. And maybe that didn't, you know, she had the name and it was exciting for her to come over from UFC, but yeah, she maybe maybe couldn't quite convert it. And if you think yeah. she's dialing it in as well, well this is, like, yeah, this is the thing. Like WWE will see certain stars and think money, yeah, and think we we can they can come over. It can help promote wrestling, but at the same time, it will make us money. People like the Saudi shows they, that WWE do. The main reason why they do them is because they get paid money. Well, we're seeing we're seeing all the boxing moves mm-hmm. to, to, to Saudi now. Yeah, right, that that's that is where the money is, and and it, and it also you know Dana White is obviously all about a pound note, and uh, and and to say that sort of Ronda went to to there and it didn't work, it kind of worked the other way as well because mm. the hype behind CM Punk's going to come to the UFC. <laughs> fuck me, I mean that you was that that was so bad. Uh, yeah, so I remember bad. that hype. And because obviously he had left WWE with this yeah. big dramatic exit, yeah. quite controversial. And then it was, it's going to be a UFC. We were like, okay, let me get my coffee. <laughs> let me get my tea. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to watch that. And that was you would it. have had about one sip and that was over. Did that affect his wrestling legacy? Did it affect his wrestling legacy? No. Like, no, it didn't. So <laughs> no. like, people didn't give a shit. Like they were no. like, you know, he came he, back. He came back to. He went back to wrestling. He turned up in AEW 2021. Got fired in 2023. 
um, turned up back in WWE, which was something that we literally say now has hell has broke over has broke over because he's turned up in WWE. Something that we never thought was going to happen. Right, 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 right. I was, I was. There's videos of me being proper shocked and turning <laughs> up because we didn't think this was ever going to happen. But it's it's not affected his wrestling career. But he's still adored, is he? Yeah, Within, well, yeah. adored is a diff- is a difficult yeah, word. Yeah, right, okay. Um, we know about his his situations that have occurred backstage if you're a proper oh, wrestling fan right, okay right um for example why he got fired from AEW and stuff like that but um he's, he's still he still calls himself the best wrestler in the world people agree with it the pop he got when he came back to when he turned up at survivor series was ridiculous hmm. outshine randy orton's one so um people love him but his ufc was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> too good right um, top spot well before we do number one like right at the start you said you couldn't catch will osprey because you're touring yes so where, where um when and where's the tour where are you going what's the what's the what's the uh what's the vibe of uh, the tour so i'm touring my show that i premiered in edinburgh last year called hear me out um it's quite a it's still a party i love to party <laughs> my energy on stage is very much bubbly and having fun and stuff like that but this show is a bit more personal for me because in 2022 now i keep lying to you no it is true in 2022 in december i got diagnosed as being dyslexic um so the show is all about that and how i realized how i communicate is probably very different to other people. And it's something that I've only found out in my mid thirties. And wow. I've wow. got myself in education. I am yeah. a stand up comedian. Yeah, I'm a yeah. lawyer. People think it's a bit crazy. Um, yeah. but it's, it's made me rethink a lot of things about myself, especially how I communicate, but I am touring the show. It's my first ever tour. Very excited around Ooh. the UK. I will be in starting off in Leicester on the 18th for the Leicester Comedy Festival. Then I'm going to London, Manchester, Brighton, Leeds, Southampton, Edinburgh, Glasgow. And then I'm closing it off at the Mac Festival. Uh, oh, McCliffin? It's in Wales. McCliffin Festival, McCliffin. Uh, which is in Wales in May. So... It's a very small tour, but it's my first tour. Um, and I would love people to come and see it. Yeah, yeah, for Fantastic. sure. It's got five stars. So well, that's incredible. I mean, you've you've done loads of other bit. you know, you've been on Live at the Apollo, um, Jonathan Ross. You, you've done loads of bits and pieces. So, I, you know, you say it's a small tour. Doesn't see it sounds, I think you're being quite humble there, Ski. So I think you're Oh, thanks, Dave. <laughs> come to the chat, basically. Oh, we're, yeah. If you're in London, we're about, I, I'll be down for that. Absolutely, we'll um we'll we'll put the uh, your web address in the show notes so people can go and uh, click that and go and see uh, where they can come and see you. But before they do anything else, they need to know yes, what your number one is. Yes, we need to is. know what the, the number one is that's okay. never changing. Strap in, it's never it's never going to change. It's been this way since the first day I've watched wrestling. It is the Undertaker. Incredible, of course it is. Yeah, has to be the Undertaker. Yeah, the most dynamic character in wrestling history, I think, is my personal opinion. You talk about different styles of wrestling. The one thing that I believe truly that makes a good wrestler a wrestler is their character. Yeah. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, um, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, with his three characters, they all (laughs) established a character. And the Undertaker obviously debuted at Survivor Series in 1999. Now we're talking about 1990. Edit that bit. 1990. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we're talking about. Debuted in Survivor Series at 1990, um, and was this dead man. He was 
he was he looked like he came from a funeral home yeah and yeah. people were like what is this and he was dark he was mysterious um he was quite scary actually yeah yeah when he first came out because he would we wasn't really talking he came no, out in black yeah in the very economic when he with his movements and stuff like, yeah do you know what i mean like it wasn't like this whole throwing himself around and shouting and screaming he was kind of stern the power was in the fact he wasn't saying a lot you know no exactly yeah, and then he came out with paul bearer who was his mouthpiece <laughs> yeah. who's a very high squeaky voice and he had the longest entrance in the world which is quite slow anticipation was happening and as the years went on and his character grew into the relationship he had with his brother, Cade mm. was a great storyline, which went on for years. Um, and then him creating the ministry of darkness where you're crucifying people, <laughs> hanging people from cells. As I mentioned earlier, I don't know what's wrong with me, <laughs> but he also was a great wrestler. Um, not the best wrestler, but he was a good wrestler. And him being as tall as he was to be able to move around the ring, especially as when he returned back to wrestling in 2000, was still something that was quite surprising for someone of his age and height yeah. and weight. When he did come back to wrestling in 2000, he kind of got rid of this dead man persona and created a new one, which was the American Badass, which was hit or miss. Came around it with his motorcycles. Mm -hmm. He doesn't love a motorcycle. Um, but he is in enchanting. And he obviously has had the biggest streak in wrestling history ever, which is the WrestleMania streak, which was broken by Brock Lesnar. Um, but he went on for 20 years where he was undefeated in a <sighs> row. Wow. And no one can say that. He's a legend. Years. He's a legend. You've, you've got to be you've got to be popular from every probably angle of the industry for them to keep you there doing that for twenty years, right? Not only have you got to be a fan favourite, but you've got to be obviously doing the right things probably behind the scenes to be able to keep your spot like that. That must be difficult such a challenge. That was the one thing about him that people talk about if you if people talk about the Undertaker, aka Mark Calloway, is that he was loyal to the company and he still is loyal to the mm. company. They, the documentary that came out about his final years or his and his career was so inspiring to see this man who didn't want to give up this career. Because also, when you're of that age and your career's gone on for that long, how do you? What do you do next? Mm. Where do you go? You end up backstage at a wrestling promotion. Do you end up as a trainer? Do you end yeah. up as a commentator? Do you, what do you end up doing? Do you end up retired? just doing nothing in your house. It's you living your life 350 days of the year on the road, on the road yeah. and then going and doing nothing. And he talks about in his documentary, the final few matches he had were not how he wanted to end his career. And this is why he kept coming back because he needed to be done the way that he wanted yeah. to do it. That there's this notorious situation that happened in, I think it was Saudi with Goldberg, which was horrendous. It, he couldn't even lift him up because Goldberg was doing some falafel and it was just like, mate, what are you doing? And then he talks about the fact the match he had with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He doesn't remember half of it because he was concussed. Yeah. So he went through a whole 20-minute match concussed. 
It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's madness. But he is my ultimate character, ultimate wrestler. He embraces what wrestling means to me in one person. Fantastic. So, she's that nostalgia button every time. As soon as, like, I, you know, yeah. as, soon as Dong happens and there's yeah. a blackout, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Great. Love yeah. it. Love it. Um, thanks so much for coming on here and, uh, and, and enlightening me about wrestling. I, mean, I hope I've converted I'm like Chris, you. That's you have. Yeah, you, you have. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to. I've been threatening for so long to, to go to a progress show anyway. Come, baby. And, uh, uh, I, I was literally talking oh, to our, our, our friend so Bozzers the other day about it. And, oh, uh, yeah. Come, I, I will be there down. on the 25th of February. Come. Fantastic. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, other than, than, than that date, what date does your tour kick off? The 18th is the first yeah. official date of the tour, which is next week, Sunday. And then uh, we go into March, which is in Glasgow. And then the rest of the dates will be April. Fantastic. And if, and you, if you liked listening to Sakisa and her absolute wealth of knowledge on wrestling, you can check out Wrestle Club UK, right? That's your podcast? Yeah, that's my podcast. I do it with four of our friends uh, as co-hosts, but there's intertwined. Then we also have special guests as well, including wrestlers come on the podcast as other comedians as well who enjoy wrestling. So it's called the Wrestle Club UK podcast. It's on Spotify and iTunes. It comes out every Friday. So please watch it. Listen. Sick. Fantastic. Thanks, Lo Siskia. We're gonna uh, we're gonna press stop on here, but don't go anywhere. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.